page 136. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with the true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy. And for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The introit in your pink insert. As for me, I will call upon God, and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace. Cast your burden on the Lord. And he shall sustain you. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. My heart is severely pained in me, and the tears of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. I will pray and cry aloud, and the Lord shall save me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. As for me, I will call upon God, and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. Oh, Lord of mercy, Christ of mercy, Lord of mercy. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, as you declare your almighty power above all in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the tenth Sunday after Trinity is from the eighth chapter of Jeremiah. Moreover, you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, Will they fall and not rise? Will one turn away and not return? Why has this people slidden back Jerusalem in a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they did not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into the battle. Even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times, and the turtle dove, the swift, and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people did not know the judgment of the Lord. How can you say, we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? Look, the false pen of the scribe certainly works falsehood. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to others and their fields to those who will inherit them. Because from the least, even to the greatest, everyone is given to covetousness. From the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. For they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, where there is no peace. Were they ashamed? When they had committed abomination, no, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall, and in the time of their punishment they shall be cast down, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Let my vindication come from your presence. Let your eyes look on the things that are upright. The epistle reading is from the twelfth chapter of First Corinthians. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, 
I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another discerning, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Now, as Jesus drew near Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side. And level you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave you, in, will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he was teaching daily in the temple. But the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him and were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed, page 141. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. 
and I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. text is from St. Luke, chapter 19, verse 42. If you had known even you, 
especially in this day, the things that make for peace. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not that difficult to understand today's holy gospel, but we've got to keep three things in mind. And so let me walk through those. First, we have to understand the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second, we have to know what the gospel message is concerning Jesus' work for us. And third, we have that promised place in which Jesus' work is being given out. And we have to know, where is it being given out? It's those three things. First of all, who is Jesus? Jesus is the long-promised Messiah coming to visit the holy city, Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is not just any foreign town. It is both the city, chief city, for both religious and the political sphere of the Israelite nation. Is uh, Jerusalem is the holy city. That is, it's the city that housed the temple. Now, unlike heathen nations, where they were content to worship many gods, and they could do it well on any hill that they uh, found, the triune God came and he established one place where sacrifices were to be offered to his name. And that was, that was quite a, a shock, religiously speaking. But no, just one place. And that place was Jerusalem. If ever there had been a people that should have waited and known who the Messiah was and recognized Jesus, it should have been the Israelite nation. For you see, God had sent to them the holy prophets to announce his coming. He had not sent these out to the Gentiles, but to the descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. They should have known. The words of these prophets, even after their death, were read. Were read every Sunday, in the, every Sabbath day, I mean, every Sabbath day. Uh, they were taught to the people. They were read in their synagogues. They were reminding the people about the Savior who was to come. And in Jerusalem, the sacrifices that were instituted, and again, only there, one sacrifice, if you will, they were visible pictures to the people concerning the death that would be required for sin, the shedding of blood to atone for the sins. And it would have to happen there. They should have known. For it is in Jerusalem that Jesus suffers and dies on a cross as the one sacrifice. The second point of today's sermon is what did Jesus do? Well, yes, as I mentioned, Jesus came to suffer, to die, to rise again from the dead. Wherever Jesus preached, he always proclaimed himself. When he was welcomed into the synagogue, he said things like, the scriptures have been fulfilled in your hearing. And Jesus told the crowds things like, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And Jesus told his disciples, If you knew the Father, you would know me. And so we see that his message 
was one brought to them was that there was no other work than the work that he was doing. He was God come in the human flesh. He was the one who came to do this work for them. The common everyday greeting, which the Israelite nation, the Jews, shared among themselves was one word. You'd come up on someone and you would say, Shalom, that is, peace. Jesus spoke about the need for repentance and faith in God. Jesus searched for the lost sheep of Israel and proclaimed to them the free forgiveness. He told them he would suffer and die and rise again. He reunited them with their lost Lord. He brought them peace. Jesus' work and his message could be summed up in just one word. The things that make for peace. The Christmas angels proclaimed that the Christ child would bring, well, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Jesus was here and he was peace on earth. When Jesus had completed his work and he had risen from the dead, he comes to the apostles and says, peace be with you. And there he is standing with them. Jesus restored that broken relationship between God and man and gave peace. Jesus preached the law to those who were proud and unrepentant. Jesus told the rich young man he could not justify himself, but he had to cling uh, uh, to Christ, not to his material possessions, and that was what he was holding to. So he told him, go sell all you have and come follow me. When Jesus preached the Holy Gospel to those who were broken, repentant, he gave them peace. To the woman who was repentant over her sins, he said, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus showed them peace when he ate with sinners. Those who clung to his word, it was peace. God and man eating together. Third thing. The third question is where? All right, we know who he is. We know what he has done. Where can I find this Jesus and receive the peace which he is giving out? For the Israelites, that place was the temple. Jesus quoted the prophet Isaiah who said, My house is a house of prayer. The temple in Jerusalem was Jesus' house. The temple house was set up for the sole purpose of proclaiming the person and the work of Jesus Christ. That house was the place in which peace, the peace of God, was accomplished. For it is there that the there Jesus Christ came to suffer and to die. It was also proclaimed. So not only was it there that it was done, but the message, the, the promise of salvation was, was preached by the priest. The word prayer, house of prayer, is used in the wide sense to refer to both the hearing of God's word and the believer's response in prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. So after driving out those who were misusing God's house, they had turned it into a, a store. That's not what it was for. Jesus, it says, was teaching daily in the temple. That's what God's house was for, for the teaching and then the response of God's people in prayer and praise. It's not that difficult to understand today's Holy Gospel. First, we have the person of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus came to the Jerusalem, it was God 
visiting his people. Second, we have the gospel message. It's all about what Jesus has done, his work for us and his suffering and death. And third, we have the promised place that it's being given out in which Jesus' person and work are, are giving out peace. The place was the temple. With those three things in mind, let us apply this teaching to our own lives. First, the person of Jesus Christ remains the same today, just as he was 2,000 years ago. The one who ascended up into heaven will again return to us. He is the God-man Jesus Christ. He spoke and he walked this earth. The same Jesus has risen and is seated at the right hand of God. And by being there, he is present with us here with his nail-printed body forever. He is the proof of our peace. Second, the message of peace. That also remains the same. The same today as it was for those who heard Jesus preach in the temple. The message of peace was given to Adam and Eve as they trusted in the salvation that was promised about the crushing of the head of the serpent. And so they had faith, faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus' message is the same that John the Baptist preached about how he would be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It is received for those who need comfort, comfort over sins and a guilty conscience. That gospel-centered preaching, the sermon that is preached by faithful pastors today and by myself is the same message. Jesus died for you. And it gives you the peace which passes all understanding. However, the third point has changed. We are no longer directed to the temple in order to receive Jesus' person and work. Jesus came to the temple, and the text says the chief priests and the scribes and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him. That is, they rejected Jesus and his message and told him that it was their house and they could do whatever they wanted with it. Well, due to their unbelief and ignorance concerning his visitation, the temple was destroyed. You see, you can't have it both ways. If the temple was no longer going to be the place where Jesus' work and his person were preached, then it would serve no purpose in God's eyes. In fact, worse than that, it would simply get in the way of God's peace. The temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. Today, we are directed to find Jesus where his word is purely preached and his sacraments are rightly administered. Jesus has foretold this new location already in the Holy Gospel when he concludes with the words, and they were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. So, Try whatever they want. The world will be unable to harm us as long as we cling to Jesus' person which comes by his words. We are directed to Christ's church in order that we might hear the word preached and we might receive the things that make for peace. That peace is found wherever two or three are gathered listening to the word of God, responding with prayer and praise. Here is Christ's church. This is God's house of prayer. Jesus' words of forgiveness are preached and your sins are forgiven. 
The pastor, as a representative of Christ, absolves you of your sins and proclaims to you peace. The things that make for peace are already found in holy baptism. There, God makes you a promise that he will wash away your sins and give you the blood-washed white linen robe of righteousness. In your baptism, you are given the gift of the Holy Spirit who comforts you with the peace-filled words. The things that made for peace are here in the Lord's Supper in which you receive Jesus Christ in his body and blood. And it's that person, Jesus Christ, who, having worked the forgiveness of sins with the Heavenly Father, says, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. He assures you with this meal that you are received by him. It's not that difficult to understand today's Holy Gospel, for we know the person of Jesus Christ. We know the Gospel message concerning Jesus' work on our behalf, and we know the promised place where his work and his person is being given out to us to give us peace. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page 143, Create in Me. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks that you have redeemed us in the gracious visitation of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Give all your holy believers that zeal for your word that we might recognize your Son's coming to us in holy baptism, in holy absolution, in the catechization of your word, and in the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Bless all pastors, our Bishop James, our pastors, Michael and Gary, in order that they would teach us to heed your coming, so that we daily confess our sins and daily cling to that word of Christ's forgiveness. Use our Early Childhood Learning Center to teach the children the way of repentance unto life. And bless our director, Keely. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, O Lord, we commend to your care our President Joe, the Congress of the United States, our Governor J.B., state legislators, our Mayor Steve, and city officials, all our judges, that they may rule and govern in godliness and honesty. Protect those who serve in the armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, Also our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, that they may diligently carry out their duties, be protected from all harm and danger. 
Grant your blessing upon all the schools of our land. To the teachers, give diligence and a love for their students. Grant an eagerness for the students to learn. Keep our schools safe from all violence, from illness. Thwart the evil plans of those who would lead our children astray. And grant your holy people opportunities to witness to your love, both through their words and their deeds. Let us pray to the Lord. Bless our shut and Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide uh, for the needs of Kevin, Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Jim, Mary, Connie, Victor, and Marcia. We also ask that you would be with uh, the students, with Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan. Uh, we ask also that you would be with uh, Phil, who is a brother of Shirley. Uh, he's got open heart surgery this Wednesday, and we ask that you would guide dark doctors and nurses, and that if it is your will, that you would keep him safe. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord oh Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. 
Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
to the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.